Hey, this is Adam Bergman. On today's Adam Talks, oh, Canada, I want to talk about my experience growing up in Canada. Happy Canada Day, July 1, and talk about how that impacted my life as an American right now and wanted to do something fun uh, with Canada Day and 4th of July coming up. I thought it'd be a fun, cool podcast to talk about my experiences growing up in Canada and, you know, what I experienced and, and how that compares to, you know, being an American. And I think it's an interesting perspective because I get asked about that all the time from, you know, friends and the like. So I was born in Canada. I was born in Montreal, Quebec, which is a French speaking province. Province is like a state. And I had a great upbringing, uh, really safe, um, good schools, great friends, uh, love my parents. I miss them. They both passed away way too young, but um, had a really good upbringing. My grandparents on my mom's side were Holocaust survivors. My mom was actually born in Germany. So that's one of the interesting things about Canada is that most of my friends, their parents were not born in Canada. So my best friend, his parents were born in Iraq. My other one in Morocco. Um, another one in Lebanon, uh, I had some friends, parents were born in France. So it's more of like a tossed salad than a melting pot. And why I'm saying that is America is a melting pot. You become American and it's right away, you know, you're putting your polo shirt on, you're going to watch football on Sunday, barbecue, American uh, TV, apple pie, and you know, you're, you're ready to go. You're American. In Canada, not like that. People that come to Canada are excited to be Canadian. They love their country, but they also keep a lot of their culture and heritage. You know, for example, Montreal, there's pockets of communities. There's a Greek community center, obviously a little uh, China. Um, there is you know Portuguese communities and little Italy. So there's a, you know obviously the, the Chinatown. So there's different pockets where people still have a lot of their culture, but they also you know really mesh into you know, the Canadian uh, way of life. So I had an interesting perspective because my, you know, my grandparents came to Canada after the Holocaust with nothing, a couple suitcases. They didn't speak a word of English. My mom was a little girl. She was born in Germany in a displaced camp and they came to Canada. Um, and uh, Canada was very good to immigrants. Uh, they've always been very good to immigrants. They had a dark period like the United States during the Holocaust where they, they, did not allow a lot of Jews to escape Europe and the Nazis. Um, there's a famous quote by the Prime Minister of Canada, Mackenzie King, at that time, who said, you know, none is too many. And it was a dark period. So um, I think they've made up, um, you know, for that. Um, the U.S. too, with the St. Louis vote, they didn't allow um, you know, German Jewish refugees from Europe to, to embark or disembark, I should say. So it was a, a, obviously a, a dark period for, for both countries. But all in all, Canadians, uh, Canada has been very pro-immigration, um, huge, huge, huge tough salad. Um, people come from all over the world, which is cool. I love diversity. You know, I grew up in Montreal, really diverse, um, avant-garde, you know, liberal type. Uh, when I say liberal, it's in a good way, um, you know, very uh, free thinking, um, nice people, uh, very uh, friendly and open. 
And uh, it, it was a great life. The, the level of education in Canada, I can say, is, is incredible. I went to, obviously, elementary school, high school. CGEP in Quebec, they have what's called CGEP, which is kind of in a grade 12, 13. So we go up to grade 11 in high school in Quebec. For example, Ontario goes up to grade 12. We go up to grade 11, and then we do a two-year CGEP program, which was supposedly done to keep people out of the workforce a year longer. But you do two years of CGEP, and then you do three years of university. You know, I went to McGill. Uh, I can tell you I worked my butt off in college. And my wife, uh, who's probably smarter than me, she went to University of Wisconsin, which is a you know really good school. She you know partied, drank beer for four years, she said, so and got straight A's. So I worked hard. Uh, I did well, but I really worked hard. Uh, looking back, my kids are 10 and six and a half in the U.S. They go to private schools in Miami. And I, I just think the, the level of education is superior in Canada. Uh, plus, I had multiple languages. I learned English and French. Um, and I, I just think that was a really positive experience I had is with schooling. Uh, and I think I had some really, um, you know, fine teachers and a very, you know, interesting, difficult curriculum. So schools are up there really big on schools. Uh, the language is also another benefit of growing up in Canada to, to have the ability to have multiple languages. The downside, and I've, I've talked about this in many podcasts, the healthcare system. Yeah, it sounds great on paper when you're reading it about it in textbooks. Sounds wonderful, free, medical, free, medical. Yes, great, great, great. Until you really need it or someone in your family really needs it and they tell you, sorry, we're not operating. Yeah, the cancer is going to kill you, but we need the bed or you're a little too old. We don't think your chances are quite good enough. So sorry. And how do I know? Well, it happened to my father. My dad had cancer. He needed to have a liver resection surgery. They would not do it. He was 65. Um, and he donated a lot of money in the hospital. He was you know, known in the community. They would not do it. He had to go to the United States, pay to get it done. So um, and why? They said they didn't, love it. they didn't like his chances to survive. Um, do you want the government telling you or your family or your loved one about whether they're going to beat cancer or not? You know, I don't. So the, the healthcare system is, is a major benefit being in the United States. Yeah, I know our system isn't perfect, uh, but it, it's got a little of both. It already has quasi-social system, right? If you're on Medicaid, um, if you're over 65, you pretty much have free medicine. Okay, so it's only really for everyone else. And you have the ability to have private insurance, especially through an employer. Uh, Obamacare had some benefits, uh, also some negatives, but there were some benefits as well. Uh, I think there are opportunities to make the system better, but um, it's not perfect. But you need accountability. The Canadian system sucks because there's no accountability. Doctors can't be fired. Nurses are unionized. They can't be pushed out. And the level of service is horrible. And the government should not be in charge of your health. It should be based off um, a relationship between you, the fo your, your doctor and, and the hospital administration, the government should not be involved in whether you should live or die. And that is real. Um, so people here, um, and I know there's a lot of people that think socialized medicine is wonderful. Guess what? They have private insurance and they're living in the United States and they don't know what it's like to live on the other side. So if they have an issue and they don't believe, come talk to me and I will give you my experience. My best friend's father would be alive today. My father would be alive today if it wasn't for the Canadian system. I know that 100%. So Canada is great, very pro-immigration, amazing country. It is cold, 
Okay, if you don't like the cold, you're not going to love Canada. Amazing, beautiful people, friendly people, low crime, great education. We got some funny currencies, you know, loonies and toonies, which isn't as strong in terms of value as the United States dollar or the euro. Um, but I had a great, great upbringing. Uh, all my friends um, I grew up with are um, all doing well, successful, um, happy. Um, and it's a great way. It's a great place to raise children. Okay. You, you don't necessarily leave your doors open, but it's safe. Um, I don't want to get into the second amendment thing because that's obviously a touchy subject in the U S and that was one of the one, probably the main thing coming to the U S I moved here in 1997 for law school. That was the one area that I just was not aware of. I, I went to camp in the U S as a kid, upstate New York. My grandparents actually spent a lot of time in Florida when they were retired. So I spent a lot of time in the U.S. And the Second Amendment uh, gun uh, debate is not something I was prepared for. I didn't understand how important it was to some people. And that is not something we have in Canada. I never saw or touched a gun until I came to the U.S. and wanted to check out a gun range for fun. Um, The West part of Canada. So Canada is one of the biggest countries in the world. There's only 35 million people. 10 times less than the U.S., um, and it's spread out, right? Most of Canada, you you can't live in because it's Arctic and it's too cold, like the Yukon and and Northern Territories. It's very big from Vancouver to Montreal. It's a five-and-a-half-hour flight. Um, Quebec is the province. It's like a state. It's the only uh, French-speaking state. The rest of the states are pretty much English. Um, The western part of the country, like British Columbia, Alberta, Saskatchewan, uh, Manitoba, which are like the prairies, Midwest, they border like South Dakota, North Dakota. There's, they have a lot more um, focus on, on guns, but mostly from a hunting perspective and collection standpoint. So that, that's one thing I didn't um, experience a lot in Canada was, was guns. Um, and, and that was very interesting coming here. And going to gun ranges and seeing, you know, how, how people were really focused on Second Amendment, which was, you know, pretty interesting. Uh, so that's number one. The second thing was um, the racial divide. Canada, obviously, it's not perfect. You know, there is some racism um, clearly exists. I never saw it as a kid, to be honest. Um, I, I saw some anti-Semitism, uh, but I, did, I never saw racism, really. Um Canada has always been very, um, I think, on the right side of, of the fence when it came to uh, racial issues. It never had, it never had slavery. Um, in fact, um, the uh, Canada was the place people escaped from the south to the north to Canada uh, to escape slavery. You know, Jackie Robinson played professional baseball for the Montreal Maroons before the Brooklyn Dodgers. So we've always been a very diverse country. I think very welcoming. So. I can say growing up, I never you know, really dealt with racism um, and seen it overtly. We never had a lot of these issues. So um, that's something that, uh, again, I, I think we're, we're working to and hopefully we can fix you know, that stain from America. Because otherwise, you know, I love this country so much. Uh, I'm happy I was raised in Canada, but I love America. I, my wife's American. My kids are American. Um, when I became a citizen in 2016, it was one of the proudest days of my life. I cried. Um, I, I love everything about this country. Um, and the, the most important thing and the, the thing I'm the most proud about is how it values freedom. 
you know, Canada the same way, freedom of expression, freedom to protest, freedom to say what you want. I mean, how amazing is it that you can go on Twitter and just basically rant on the president of the United States and no one cares, right? You can't do that in every country, whether it's Hong Kong, Venezuela, uh, Iran, um, or even Europe when my grandparents were uh, alive and young. So we've, we, I don't think Americans take that for granted. I think we appreciate it so much. And it's, it's beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful things about being American is the um, ability to be free. And that's what I'm so proud of. I think it's a great country. It stands for what's best in this world. It's usually and not always on the right side of world events uh, with our allies, whether it's you know, World War I, World War II. Um, yeah, we came in too late in World War II. America should have came in. You know, Canada, September 1, 1939, uh, when Germany invaded Poland with the UK, Canada jumped in. We waited till Pearl Harbor. We should have came in earlier. Um, but, um, you know, we were generally on the right side of things. We um, try to do what's right, I think, as, as kind of the, the global cop and, and try to keep the world in, in the right order. But without going into world events and, you know, political issues, um, I love being American. Uh, this is a great time. Fourth of July, July 1, Canada Day. So I try to celebrate both. Why not? Um, I get this question a lot. Uh, who do you root for? Canada, U.S. hockey? Well, you know, I'm, a, I guess, a bandwagon fan, although maybe I'm not because I do love the Knicks and they haven't won anything in, since I've been born. So, um, But hockey's a tough one because Canadians are generally really good in hockey. The U.S. has been really good the last you know, bunch of years. So those, those games are always tight in the Olympics. So uh, those are tough tough games to watch because I'm kind of rooting for both teams. Uh, and generally, whoever wins, I'm happy for. Basketball, I'm all for Team USA. I mean, Canada, we're getting, they're getting better in basketball, but they can't match up against the U.S. Um, so really, it's hockey. Um, I still cheer for the Montreal Canadiens. I love the Montreal Expos and when they were uh, basically stolen uh, by Major League Baseball and Jeffrey Luria, the Marlins. Uh, that was one of the saddest days. I actually went to the last... Montreal Expo games in Shea Stadium 2004 in, uh, when I was living in New York. So I got to see the last game. So I was a big Expo. Montreal Canadiens staying up Saturday night to watch Hockey Night in Canada was like the greatest thing in the world. Um, so I was very happy, cheerful, um, you know, uh, upbringing. Uh, my sister and I just, we had a really nice uh, upbringing. I hope my, my kids can share those experiences. Um, they just some interesting things about Canada. Uh, they have a retirement system that's like the United States. They don't really have IRAs, but they have RSPs, which is like a 401k. It's government run, but if you work, you can contribute to it. You can borrow against it, actually, um, more than 50,000 bucks, like a 401k. You can self-direct, day trade, also buy real estate. So it's an interesting system. Um, private, you, you do what you got to do. You, you're responsible for yourself. Uh, Canadian has a Canada is a good, obviously, welfare system goes good social security, safety net if you are on welfare. One of the great things about Canada, um, other than the education, is um, what we do um, for pregnancy. So if you're a woman and you give birth, um, this is something the U.S. needs to do. You basically are, can stay off work for 11 months paid. So I believe it's full pay three months and then the government will like subsidize the remaining 
um, months for the employer and pay like 75% to keep you at home with your child. So that's one thing that the U.S. needs to do better at is, is allowing women to prosper in the workforce and allow them to stay home with their child and not lose their job and lose a chance for promotion, which happens way too much in this country where a lot of women have to give up their profession and their careers to have, have a baby or they have to rush back after two weeks because they're going to lose their job if they don't. And that's wrong. So again, Canada's got the right attitude on that. Uh, they have the right attitude, I think, on education. Uh, my, I went to McGill, which is considered the best university in Canada, and it was cheaper than nursery school. I think it was like 1300 bucks a semester. My dad was like, how much is it? He's like, here's a check. Just go pay it. Uh, and I think I paid my credit card once, which is crazy because I went to law school in the U.S. and that was not the case. So they have the education system right. I think they have um, their uh, maternity leave right. Um, I think they're very good on immigration. They believe in the power of immigration. So do I. Immigrants work. They don't take jobs. They work. Um, and that's what this country and pretty much every country has been built on. But the U.S. and Canada, immigrants want to come to this country to work. They don't want to come and be lazy and sit around. So immigration is great. Um, Canada and this country has been built on it as well. Uh, but Canada's done a really good job at immigration. Another thing I want to add, their electoral system is very good. Um, basically, it's very high voter turnout. And um, what they do in terms of you don't have the spending packs like you have in the U.S. where political action committees just spend you know, millions and millions of dollars in advertisement. The airways are allocated evenly amongst the parties by the government. So you don't have this rush to spend, 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 spend. As soon as someone gets elected, they're already worried about the next election in the U.S. In Canada, it's not the case. And it's really not the case. And what happens is... In Canada, you get allocated equal airways, and hopefully the politicians are worried about their constituents and not getting reelected. So that's another really good thing about Canada. Um, but, but otherwise, um, visit. It's a great country. COVID, not a good time to visit. The actual borders are closed. I actually tried to inquire about what happens if we wanted to go to Canada. And I have, still have a Canadian passport. My kids and wife don't. And they would not let my kids in or my wife, but they would let me back. So uh, that wasn't really an option. So otherwise, it's a great place to vacation. The U.S. dollar is really strong, so you can get your money's worth. Um, great, beautiful people, great food, uh, really nice things to see. Um, different um, terrains from mountains to in, in the winter, hiking in the summer, beautiful lakes. Um, and you get a, a whole facet uh, of you know d different um, really you know terrains based off where you are from the west uh, to the east. So um, again, um, just thought it'd be a cool podcast to talk about my experiences growing up. Um, I I got to be um, in an area in Canada uh, in Montreal where. Uh, it was very warm and inviting and um, very safe and a great place to grow up. And a bunch of my friends have stayed. Others have left and gone to Ontario or, or the U.S. or even Europe. Um, I find the last thing I want to say is I find Canadians are, are more global uh, in the sense uh, than Americans. So a lot of my American friends, when they vacation, 
they'll vacation in the United States, maybe go to Europe here and there. But most of my friends in the U.S. are, are happy to kind of go to Colorado or New York or L.A. My friends in Canada, if they have two weeks off, they go to Portugal. They go to um, the Middle East. They go to uh, Japan. They go to London, Paris uh, very quickly. It's like, OK, let's just go to a weekend in London. So it's I find it very more cosmopolitan, at least my friends growing up. Um, it's just going to Europe is it was just not a big thing. That's kind of if you have a couple of weeks off, you'll go. Whereas in the U.S., my friends, if they have a few weeks off, they're just going to um, you know go somewhere local. And it's not a cost thing. My, we didn't, my friends didn't grow up, you know, billionaires. Uh, flights are cheap and you just kind of get do, do an Airbnb now and you just kind of go. Right. And it's, that's another thing I noticed is that it's, um, you know, more of a, a, um, a global look at um, a travel versus, you know, provincial. So anyways, otherwise, came try to give you a taste of, of Canada. If you go to Quebec, try what's called poutine, which is French fries with gravy and cheese. That's what, you know, Quebec is, I guess, known for. We've got amazing bagels in Montreal. Other from a food standpoint, that's really it. There's, there's nothing you know, special about Canadian cuisine. Um, like American cuisine, we eat the same stuff. Um, I'll give you some funny, you know, a couple funny, uh, you know, jokes. When I went to camp in, in the U.S., upstate New York, um, some of my friends would be like, do you get Saturday Night Live on Saturday? You live in igloos. And I was like, no, what are you talking about? The camp is in upstate New York near, you know, Saratoga. Um, so um, it was actually only like four hours, three hours from Montreal and like four hours from New York City. So it was actually, no, I grew up closer to Albany, New York than you may have in, in Westchester, New Jersey. So, um, you know, people thought Canada was just like basically, you know, country in the middle of nowhere and it obviously borders the United States. So it was just funny as a kid, uh, maybe, you know, we just grew up, I grew up watching the US TV. Our television was all American. I grew up watching, you know, CBS, NBC, ABC. I was kind of a, right around when ESPN started, but we watched all that stuff. Okay. I, we also got local television, local radio, but with pre-internet, we got all our news from the U.S. We got feeds from, when I grew up in Montreal, I got feeds from Plattsburgh, New York, which is a town in upstate New York that borders Quebec and, and from Burlington, Vermont. Uh, that's kind of where we uh, got news from when I, when I skipped school as a kid, we would drive to Plattsburgh, which is an hour away and go to, you know, a big thing for us growing up as a kid, we'd go get Pizza Hut or Taco Bell. We never had that in Quebec. You know, we were kind of isolated. We, 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 I guess, dined at more local uh, cuisine type restaurants. We had fast food like McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, but we didn't have like Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, uh, Domino's we got. Um, but there were a bunch of fast food that we just never, we never were able to get. I don't know why. Um, it took us forever to get like the Gap, Banana Republic. Uh, those stores took forever to come. Um, so that was kind of interesting. So like a big trip was going to the United States, um, going to Burlington or Plattsburgh or, or even going to New York City, which we I would drive to New York City with my father to go to like a Knicks game. That was just like a trip of a lifetime. Look forward to that for months. So anyways, um, I'm lucky I get to, you know, have, I guess, connections to two amazing countries. Um, I, I still root for the Montreal Canadiens, even though I'm not so into hockey. I was a huge Expo fan. 
Uh, went to their last game, um, 2014 in New York when I lived there, um, 2004, I should say. Um, and so I missed the Expos. Uh, I still root for the Knicks. I lived in New York and I went to camp in New York and always watch Knicks games. Um, and now I root for the Dolphins because uh, my kids do. But um, anyways, I, I still have a lot of Canada in me. I still talk a little bit Canadian. My wife still, I think, can't understand half what I'm saying. Um, but she's from New Jersey. So I guess that's more her on her because I can't understand what really she's saying. So um, anyways, um, happy Canada Day to all you Canadians. Happy Fourth of July to all my fellow Americans. Um, lucky to have connections to both uh, countries, love both countries, both um, really welcoming, beautiful people, and just really lucky to have experienced uh, the beauty of both Canada and the U.S. So have a safe holiday uh, week. Uh, have an amazing time. Be safe and healthy. COVID-19, let's, let's make 2020 go away as quick as possible so we can welcome in 2021 and celebrate, you know, Canada Day and 4th of July, you know, Double is fun next year. Uh, Anna Bergman, Irie Financial, thanks for your support. If you haven't subscribed, please do. Uh, I do a podcast each week, um, usually about topics involving retirement accounts, alternative assets, taxes, and investments, which is my passion. But I want to do something different because of Canada Day and 4th of July and do something kind of off the cuff, especially with COVID and all the stress going on in the world. I thought it would be fun to just take a step back and talk about my upbringing in Canada and kind of where I'm from and some of the experiences I experienced. Um, all in all, um, you know, just Canada is just an amazing country with beautiful people. But for the healthcare system, which I know, again, I do have some friends in Canada that uh, don't have the same issues I have with the Canadian system. Um, but I will tell you this, all the smart um, people I went to school with, I went to Come doctors, guess where they practice? Good old USA. They all left Canada. So uh, I don't know why. Clearly, there's better facilities and more money in the U.S. because it's a better system, more people. But um, that's all I have to say is all the smart people I went to school with, they all practice medicine in the U.S. So, um, and I, again, if, if, if you have your stories, great. But I, I actually have personal experiences about the system but putting that aside Canada has been great to my family my grandparents they welcome them my mom me my sister um, I miss Canada I miss some of my friends I miss Quebec I miss a lot about where I grew up um, but I love where I am I look forward I love this country you know God bless the US and happy 4th of July happy Canada Day and until next time